Okay, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Lance, and today we have a special treat. Uh, we have two guest hosts. Both of our rotating guest hosts are with us today for the first time together. We have holding the mic, Mr. Devin. Say hello, Devin. Hello, Devin. Hello, Devin. Excellent. And we also have the lovely Malia. Amalia, yes, thank you. Amalia, did I, did I skip the A? <laughs> yes, you did. Malia, no, Amalia, excellent, excellent, um, awesome. All right, today we're going to be discussing the new Warner Brothers release, The Hobbit. An and unexpected journey. Thank you. Nice, nicely done. So here's what I want to do. I want to break this into two parts. If you have not seen the movie, I want to direct you in your choice of whether you should see it in 3D or 2D or 3D high frame rate, which is the three options that you have for seeing this movie. And then once we do that, we'll skip into actually talking about the movie. So if you have not seen the movie, you can just stop there and not be spoiled with anything. And you can come back and listen to the second half after you've seen the movie. Um, All right. So now... Here's the thing. For those of you who know, don't know the high frame rate, Peter Jackson decided to film this uh, in an unorthodox manner. He used um, a filming technique that sh- basically shot every frame with 48 frames per second as opposed to the normal 24? 24. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So the the idea is to get a much clearer image uh, because there's always problems with 3D. When you're looking at 3D, you your eyes can only focus on certain things uh, at once, and so it it tends to look washed out, and the colors are kind of muted and it's kind of slightly blurry. So the idea is to use the high frame rate to be able to have the 3D really uh, really be clear and and be something that can look as clear as a normal TD, uh, 2D movie. Now, the problem is a lot of people were seeing the 3D high frame rate and saying that it looks so clear that it makes it look fake. That the CGI, uh, it makes the CGI really stand stand apart from the uh, the non-CGI stuff. So the, so basically the effects look fake in the, in the high frame rate. Now, I, I have heard some people say that it looks great and they love it. Uh, but the majority of people that I've that I've talked to did not enjoy it um, with the high frame rate. So we what we did is we for you we saw it twice, once in 3D with the non high frame rate, and then and then once in 2D. Uh, so we can get you the difference between the two. Because if you were thinking, well, maybe I don't want to do the high frame rate. I don't want it to look kind of weird. Um, maybe I'll just do the 3D. Do I really even need to do the 3D? The other movies weren't in 3D, and that's if that's questions are in your mind, then we're here to answer them for you. Uh, so, the 3D. Now, Malia, you saw it in 3D. Yes, I did. Okay. And I felt I actually felt like it did. It was a little bit washy. Washy? Even like washed out. It was very. <laughs> um, I I got a little bit dizzy actually seeing it in 3D. Now, do you usually get dizzy watching movies in 3D? I don't. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I felt that he he used the, uh, the 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 focus 
No, no, no. I didn't see it in high frame rate. So he used the focus so much that so so the focus on the character was so sharp versus the background was blurry. So your eyes, uh, your eyes had to adjust all the time to to keep mm. up with with this filming technique or whatever. Uh, and it was just very very hard on the eye. I felt. So you felt like your eye was having to work. Yes. Much harder. Yes. Because you're constantly refocusing. Right. And it's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of action and stuff. So then there's so much going on on screen and you're trying to keep up and then it's blurry. But, oh, because you were supposed to focus on the other character. And, and it was right. just a little, a little too much, I felt. Did it take you out of the movie at It all? did at times. Yeah. Especially in the beginning before I actually got used to it. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe if I had seen it in the high frame rate, I w it wouldn't have been as washy or washed right, out. Because or the, the concept or the theory is it would eliminate that. Right, right. Right. Because everything would be in focus. Right. So you wouldn't have to be doing that. Right. So, so that might have been a solution. Right. Uh, yeah. And the only drawback is from what I'm hearing from people is that everything is so in focus right. that. The CGI looks right. pretty lame. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still cool in 3D, you know. Right. Uh, but I, d I didn't feel like I needed to have seen it in 3D. Like, I'm, sh I'm sure you guys as experiencing it in 2D would be equivalent to me seeing it in 3D. Right. Like, okay, well, well Devin. I mean, we saw, Devin and I saw it in regular Lord of the Rings 2D. So now, did you have any trouble like with focus or anything? I mean, with that kind of stuff, or did the effects with them looking no weird or cheesy? It looked awesome. Yeah. Yeah, just like the other Lord of the Rings. Well, here's well here's my question to you: Is do you still feel after seeing the movie in two D two D? Do you feel like you want to go back and see it again in three D? No. I mean, not that you, not that you you don't want to see it again, but if you saw it again, would you? feel like you need to see it in 3D? I feel like I would be completely fine without seeing it again in 3D. I'd be fine just seeing it in 2D. Right. Because, like, um, the like the other Lord of the Rings movies, they were I saw them in 2D because they were only in 2D. Right. And The Hobbit, when I saw that in 2D, it looked just as awesome as the other Lord of the Rings movies, and they were awesome, too. Right. I could try 3D. I could try seeing it in 3D. I figured that it might be like at least a little bit better with the whole like popping out and stuff. Yeah, see, I my feeling is I don't feel like I need to see it in 3D. I right. felt like there were there were scenes that were so like you were saying, Amalia, they're so frenetic, you know, that I think if the stuff was actually jumping out at me in addition to how all the stuff that was going on, it would almost be too much, almost like distracting, you know? Like, I, di I didn't feel like I needed it or even wanted that. Yeah, I think if you want to see it in 3D, go see it in the high frame rate because the regular 3D is not as... I mean, it, f for me, I could have seen it in 2D. Right. You know, if if you're gonna see it in 3D, I would say try the high frame rate because that's the way it was made. Right. You know, and and it probably did you get a new experience doing it that way because right. it's never been done. Right. Yeah, that ma that makes sense. I mean, bas basically, if you're 
if you're like really into film or the business or or a director or and you're really in into the the technology you should probably go see it in the high frame rate if you can just because this to see if this is going to be the wave of the future or not if you like it um if if you like 3D as a thing and you tend to when you have the choice of seeing in a movie in 3D or not 3D you like you prefer 3D then yeah go see it in the high frame rate because it'll probably look a little better yeah than the regular 3D if you're not as concerned about 3D in general or the, the filmmaking techniques, if you're just more of a to see the movie, and if you really love the Lord of the Rings thing, I, I think just go see it in 2D. I don't think you need it. You need all that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, all right, cool. So there, there you go. There's your, there's your advice. Should you see it in 2D or 3D or 3D high frame rate? Boom. If you want to see the f- what might be the future of cinema, go ahead and see it in the high frame rate. It's only, it only costs what is it, fifty bucks for a ticket for a three D high frame rate at ArcLight. Um, no, but if if it doesn't matter to you, I mean, the movie as a cinematic experience, I don't think it loses anything not not being in three D. I think it's just fine, and plus it it like you said, Devin, it matches much more with the experience of the other movies, right? Because they were not in three D, you know, so. Yeah, I, I'm totally fine seeing it in 2D. I, I do have I do have a curiosity, you know, like what the 3D high frame rate really looks like. Is it really as bad as people say? And once I've now that I've seen it, I wouldn't mind if I had the opportunity to see it in the 3D high frame rate. But I w- I don't want my f- I didn't want my first time seeing it to be that in case I hated it right. because of that. You know what I mean? I wanted to let the movie stand see on it its own. See it first, and then check out the exactly, high frame rate. exactly. Yeah, so that's that's my take. All right, cool. If you have not seen The Hobbit yet, then stop this podcast if you don't want any spoilers, because we're giving everything away right now. Um, they all die. <laughs> all right. So as a as a movie, um, as a movie, what did what did we think? Did it live up to the the bar set by the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yes. Yes, an unresounding yes. Yes. From, from Devin. Yeah. What do you think, Amalia? Well, as a well, I have also read the book, and I, I've right. read all the Lord of the Rings books. Right. Uh, well, not the appendix books or you whatever. You've read the 120-page appendix that basically fills out all three Hobbit movies. Right. No. Okay. Yeah, I was a bit. Um, I was wondering what he was going to do with the shortest book, which is The Hobbit, and and making it three, <laughs> three movies. long movies. Right. Because um, obviously just the uh, material in The Hobbit would not fill that out right. unless they were going to sing every single song that's in the book. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and... Uh, there is a lot of extra stuff that's not in The Hobbit. Right. But I feel like he probably wanted this opportunity to set everything up s- for the Lord of the Rings uh, movies. Mm-hmm. So so that everything... In that so then when you rewatch Lord of the Rings... It's, it's almost a new experience. Right, exactly. Because you have all the backstories. Right. Kind of. And so it'll read differently. Right to you emotionally and and also uh, intellectually because things will make sense on a much deeper level. I'm I'm hoping that's what's happening and what he's doing mm-hmm. because that's that's like what we all hoped 
was be the case for the Star Wars prequels. Yes. You know, that it was going to explain all this stuff. And then when you go back and watch the original trilogy, it would make sense on a whole new level. And and I think in some ways they kind of did. It kind of does. But, you know, in some ways, not really. I mean, yeah, not really. I don't. Yeah, exactly. Because me knowing about midichlorians doesn't fill out my experience of watching episode four, A New Hope. <laughs> but to get back to to Hobbit. The Hobbit, I I got the sense of that, and I hope it does happen in payoff. There's like a, a few things in The Hobbit that that was kind of like, oh, I see the backstory. I see where that's going and how that's going to end up. But there was a lot of stuff that I was still a little bit confused, you know, with his names and stuff. It's, it's still a little bit, you know, son of this and son of that and you know it's hard to keep everybody straight sure especially with the with the dwarves you know like sure like you you can't a lot of dwarves yeah exactly and you can't help but think or or wonder like all these dwarves and they're all so-and-so son of so-and-so you know who's is one of them Gimli's dad you know like who's who's Gimli Gimli's who son of who Thorin Gloin Groin no, not groin. Gloin. Gloin. Yes. Son I don't think Gloin was in the, in was the not in. 13. Now, do you know, as, as someone who's read all the books, does does he have any relationship or anything to these I the don't group of, of dwarves? I don't remember. Um, yeah. Yeah. If I so, mean, it's not an obvious one. Right. Yeah. Uh, I uh, Well, he was... He had friends in Moria and I don't and they did explain what happened to Moria in in this movie yeah somewhat but there's a lot of battles so it's right it's hard to remember that's all in my mind because I I haven't read the books mm -hmm. but I've seen the movies mm -hmm. and the extended versions and, and love them mm -hmm. so it's I feel like I have a slightly heightened sense of understanding but not nearly as much as I would if I had actually read the books Right. Well, like I said, a lot of the stuff that was in this movie mm -hmm. is not in the book. Right. You know, and also I felt the certain they they he did have the events that's in the Hobbit, but mm -hmm. he also changed some of the stuff. Mm -hmm. Like just just the way that it actually played out in the book, it's not quite the same way in the movie in a lot of places. Right. Well, he did he did that with Lord of the Rings also. Yeah, but I felt like with Lord of the Rings, the big thing was that he was going to stay true to the story. And and he did, I felt, a lot more in Lord of the Rings than with The Hobbit, hmm. just staying true to the book. Obviously, he didn't stay true to the book here because he added like an hour and a half of materials that's sure. not in the book. Well, I mean, they're... The theory is what they're saying is that they're... I mean, they didn't just make it up. They're saying that they they're getting it from the... The hundred and twenty-page appendices that sure, and that's what Tolkien I'm saying. That's what I mentioned at first was that I think that he's trying to do the backstory for Lord of the Rings, but the Hobbit in itself is yes, it's a backstory because that's how the ring is found, but it's also an adventure of its own. I mean, it's a standalone book of its own, right? So he's kind of add just adding to it, so it's not just a book of its own or a standalone book. It's supposed to like like i said just try find everything that wow what am i trying to say <laughs> i'm sorry what were you saying he's trying to do a prequel to lord of the rings sure 
And, and I and I like that. I, mm. I'm glad that he's doing that because I think the the fact that he's trying to make sure that he sets up everything that happens, you know, especially emotionally in in the Lord of the Rings movies here, I think is is valid. And if he can pull it off, I'll I'll be very happy. You know, because that's what I want. I want to be able to revisit the Lord of the Rings movies with a completely new paradigm. Aspect. Or, yeah. A new what? A, a new aspect of... Oh, aspect. Film. I thought you said fast pass. Like, what? <laughs> Thinking about Disneyland. Um, right, exactly. You know, and, and have that really enhance the the experience of seeing the movies again is what I'm, is what I'm hoping. So. Yes, moving on to another thing. I thought the acting was pretty good by the main people. However, there was a couple of places where I thought the dialogue was a little iffy. Yeah, a little stilted. Yeah, a little stilted. But I mean, I thought uh, Martin Freeman. He was great. He played it. Played Bilbo with charm. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to see what he does with that character in the upcoming movies. Right. And see how that character changes. Right. Being on this adventure. Right. Yeah, no, I I agree. I thought I thought he did a really great job. Mm-hmm. In a lot of in a lot of way, even within this first movie, he had a definite arc, you know, where he was he he changed significantly. Right. As a character from where he was in the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. to to where we ended up, which and I thought he played that. Yes. That well. Yeah. And I also enjoyed uh just having the all all the actors play coming back to play their parts. I thought that was nice. Right. So that it it does fit into the trilogy of Lord of the Rings. It's not like you have a different Gandalf, you know, right, the right. same Gandalf and it's the, same the same elves and you know. Right. It's the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was nice that everybody. Yeah, Fro- it's the same Frodo. Right, same Frodo in the beginning. Right. Yeah. That was nice. That little scene they had that was directly before the beginning of the Lord of the Rings. Right. Or the, f- or the beginning of the Fellowship. Right. Yeah, which I thought was like, completely unnecessary, but sure. It was well, nice to I enjoyed s- it. Fine. <laughs> 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 right, because obviously that was not in the book. No. Or appendices or anything. Right. That was... Yeah, he just added an extra 15 minutes because he could. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, we gotta fill in the spaces. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was my concern going in, knowing that okay, this is the smallest book of all the books, the Lord of the Rings books. He's stretching it out into three whole movies, so this is gonna be like so, like it wasn't gonna feel like a full into itself, you know, with 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 pacing and and enough events happening and stuff. And uh, but I didn't get that feeling at all. I I felt I felt there was a lot of stuff going around going on that kept my interest, and I was just hoping that he could sustain it. But throughout this first movie, in my opinion, I thought he did. He did sustain it, you know. And I was I wasn't like when is this gonna end? Because it's like two two forty or something like yeah, that. Yeah, two hours and forty minutes. Right. Yeah, I mean it's very entertaining, and there's always stuff going going on. I I do feel like this movie is um, much lighter than Lord of the Rings, which it is. I right. mean, as well, a book too. But yeah. but I felt like he did the char- a lot of characters were lighter that didn't really need to like uh, like the Goblin King. Goblin King, right? Was kind of a 
joke. It kind of took me out of the movie for a second. I'm like, what is this? Right. You know, like, why did he make this character like this? It's a goblin, but it's like Jar Jar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but not as bad, you know, but it was a little bit like, what? This doesn't fit in t for to me. Right. You know, as the Goblin King, it's like with this weird, with this accent and... <laughs> right. Know, like like when, when they were dealing with the, the trolls, the trio of trolls uh -huh. in the beginning, and Devin leans over and is like, are the trolls Australian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they said rubbish. Rubbish. <laughs> exactly. It, they kind of reminded me of the... Ed and Nettie? Of the, no, of the three-headed... <laughs> Giant in uh, Holy Grail. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Do do we see those the stone trolls in Lord of the Rings? Well, yeah, I was wondering that. Do we actually see those in the original trilogy? Uh, yes, there is a scene. There's a quick scene in the, the Fellowship. I mean, in the book, there's a big scene where they see the trolls and they stay overnight. In the in the actual movie, they just have a shot where they like stop to rest and you see see the trolls in the background real quick. So they don't really mention it. Like in the book, they mention it in this whole thing about the trolls. But right. in the movie, it's just basically a scene for the fans saying, look, they're here, are the trolls. And then they move oh, on. Nice. See, that's the kind I of knew stuff it. I want. So it's there in the movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. That's cool. And that's... that's uh, that's what I like. Hopefully, there'll be there'll be more of that. Um, I did I, I did get get in my head a little bit watching. Uh, I mean, Ian, Ian McKellen, who was great, it was really good. But thinking, wow, is he look older here? Yes. Than he did in Lord of the Rings, because obviously he is. He, and, yeah. When you're getting up there, it, it it shows a little bit. So it's like, hmm, I wonder. But I don't know. It was just a thought that. Psst, it's right. a prequel. I know. <laughs> Why is he older in the prequel? <laughs> Because he's Gandalf, because he can. Because <laughs> he's Gandalf. Um, so, so yeah. Anyway, um, what else? Thoughts? The big bird could have flown them a little bit closer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> At the end, when they drop them off on the little cliff, and they're all, "Are you okay?" And Th Thorin, that was his name, Thorin, and and who, who I thought did a great job, but. Maybe maybe two 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 or three too many like slow mo, right? <laughs> <laughs> superhero <laughs> scenes where he's like rising from the ashes in slow motion and yeah, you know it's like really. <laughs> uh, but yeah, on that scene you can't help thinking of the, the huge the the birds drop them off and everybody's okay and and then they look you know like. 100 miles in the distance to see the mountain that they're going to. It's like, really? You couldn't have had the birds drop us off a little closer? <laughs> you know? We gotta like do that, then you could have had the birds fly to you to Mordor instead of walking there. Exactly. <laughs> Frodo's like, hey, Gandalf, can we just get on one of them birds and drop <laughs> the ring in the thing? Do we really have to walk across? The, <laughs> the birds were just doing them a favor. Okay? Well, yeah, exactly. Just doing they're a little favor and... <laughs> And and they could only they, they could said, have caught the birds in Rivendale and just flown over to Morbor, <laughs> drop the drop the thing in, we're done. Let's go home in time for dinner. <laughs> Come on. Seriously. You know? So there's a whole conversation with the birds in the book and they they take him there to their to their house or, or their home or whatever and say, We can leave you here or whatever. 
Oh, they actually talk about where they leave them? Yeah. Like they say, can you get us close? And the birds are like, nah, man, we're tired. No, they, uh, they the birds just say, we're going to leave you guys here. Bye. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Okay, there you go. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't have talking birds in the movie. Right. Right. So, there you go. Rabbits are fast. Rabbits are very fast. Those those rabbits. That that was one of the scenes, the rabbit chase, the orc rabbit chase when the the guy, the the guy that's not in the book at all and I don't even know where in which book he appears. Maybe the uh, with the weird crazy wizard. He, he, it's a H name. Yeah. No, it was no, an R. R. Radengast or something. Radicast. Stratocast. Radicast the Brown. Right. Well, he's in the the Fellowship book, right? Fellowship or yeah, Two Towers. Really? Did you read it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Chad and I were looking on IMDb and we saw that he was in Fellowship in the book. Right. In the book or in the movie? In the book. Okay. Because they, what they said, and I, and I know this is true because I read it on the internet, it was that <laughs> um, Peter Jackson wanted to put him in, but it didn't. He ended up getting cut, so which is why he put him in here. Even though, yeah, that character does not exist in the actual Hobbit story. Come but on, Amalia, the internet doesn't lie. But he had like this huge part. So those, I guess, those are the things you can do when you're like, all right, we got three movies. To fill what what what's all the stuff we cut out that we wanted to put in? Let's put it all back. And like um in that part when the brown wizard he went to that like rock cast mini castle place and like that dark silhouette of a man. Oh, when he saw was Voldemort. That oh, Voldemort. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was like Voldemort. That was Tom that, Riddle. That was yeah. That was the Tom Riddle version of Sauron, right? Uh, I guess so. Uh, that's not in the book, so I don't know. <laughs> and also, I was going to say the whole rabbit chase scene. Right. I don't remember that being in the book, too. So I think, and I mean, maybe I was wrong, but I read it fairly recently. And so I feel like that's just something that the, he added. Maybe he felt bad that he cut the actor from the other scene. He's like, I'm going to add you in this scene. Even though you're not in the book and this is not what happens in the book, you're going to do this. So as a as a fan of the books i'm like what this is not this is not what's what i read what if you're if you're gonna have a movie introducing new technology you gotta have the pod race scene with rabbits exactly so that scene is just it's the pod race scene from episode one phantom menace you gotta have it so there it is with rabbits with rabbits and orcs all right, so so do we recommend this movie? I would definitely recommend it. Yes, awesome movie. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought I thought um, I lo- I love the way that they used the musical theme of the the dwarf song, where they all sang it in the beginning and then it was in the score all throughout. And and that's another thing that ties in when you go back and watch their Lord of the Rings. You you'll see Aragorn sings that. When, when they're all at camp and they're resting and they're, he's like over at handing watch and, and he sings that song and then Frodo's like, what's that? It's a song. And he's like, oh, it's from Tales Long Ago or whatever. But it's that same song that now we know because it's all through the movie. It's in your head. So then when you hear it, when you watch Lord of the Rings again, you'll hear it and it'll be familiar to you. So 
I think that's good. Um, dang it. Never mind. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I also recommend the movie. I feel like if you are a fan of Lord of the Rings, you will definitely enjoy the movie much more than if you're not. If you're not a fan of of Lord of the Rings or the books or the movies, then I mean it might be a fun ride, you know. But you're gonna enjoy it much more if you're a fan of the actual right. story. I recently went to the movies with my friends and a couple of a different group of friends went and saw The Hobbit. Right. None of them had ever seen any Lord of the Rings movies. Interesting. Okay, so these are 12, 13-year-olds, mm-hmm. never seen any of the Lord of the Rings movies. Obvi- obviously not Lord of the Rings fans of at course. all. Of course. Right, and they went and saw The Hobbit. What was their reaction? Their comment. Right. It looked cool. I asked about the story. They had no idea what happened in like the whole movie. They didn't care. Yeah. It looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> like they couldn't follow it. They didn't know what was going on no, or who. They had no idea what like Lord of the Rings was. Right. What's the Shire? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. I guess yeah. Maybe you take take for granted that people have seen the, the first three movies. Um. But cool. All right. Well, definitely, definitely recommended. If if you're, I agree with what you're saying. It's if you're a fan of the Lord of the Rings movies, you'll definitely, I think, you'll like this. You know. Yeah. If you haven't seen the Lord of the Rings movies, I would actually recommend seeing them first. Okay, that was going to be my next question. Oh, exactly. Okay. Like, if you haven't seen them, should you start with the Hobbit? And and wait for the three movies and then go back and see the Lord of the Rings movies or should you go see the No, I, I don't think so. I think you should see the trilogy first and then go see the Hobbit because the, otherwise the Hobbit is gonna be a little bit confusing because there is so much backstory right. that you don't understand why they're showing all this backstory. But if you've seen the three movies, then the backstory makes so much more sense. Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree totally. Me too. If you if you have not seen any of the movies before and you're thinking, Well, maybe I'll go see the Hobbit because it's a prequel uh no, don't do it. And first of all, I'm saying, what do you live under a rock? How have you not seen the first Lord of the Rings movies? But if you have sad world you guys live in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I bet you there. I mean, there's more people, especially like kids your age, who I mean, they weren't around when they they came out or they couldn't go see them, and so now they probably there's a lot of people who haven't seen them. People who are coming into the age where it might be appropriate to see The Hobbit, who probably haven't seen. The original trilogy and to those i say yeah i agree go see the original trilogy first extended versions take a weekend and just do it a weekend <laughs> a it's full weekend, a weekend. <laughs> exactly yeah because with extended versions each movie is like what four hours. 14 hours long something? four hours calm four, down four hours <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah but i think that's right i think that's that's good advice see see him first and then go and and see the hobbit cool you right. should see a movie in D-Box seating, just like once. You know, we sat and we, we in the theater and we did the little demo of the D-Box thing. And I the thought that went through my head was, this is just stupid. Oh, never mind then. I mean, does it? do they sell any? Does anybody? I remember when we saw Batman up in the Central Coast, there was some people sitting in D-Box seats. I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> but we have a whole nother one to do. Okay, so let's uh, let's wrap this up. Um, 
Definitely go see go see The Hobbit. If you have not seen the original trilogy, go see the first ones first, then go see The Hobbit. If you have, go see it. And if you like 3D and high frame rate, go see it in that. If it doesn't matter to you, don't bother. It's just as good of a movie without it. If you are 12 to 13 years old, see the original trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See the original trilogy first. All right, cool. Um, should we do shout-outs? You're, you're leaving. You're out of here. You're like... See ya. Uh, all right, cool. So thank you for listening. Um, we're we're gonna try to g- get some more podcasts out. We've we've been a little uh, a little late in getting them out, but we're gonna get some some more out. Um, if you like the whole podcast thing, um, you can go. There's some. We have some friends who do podcasts. Also, there's a, a nice podcast called uh, the List Music Podcast, which I'm actually I've been a guest host on a number of times, and they always do a shout out to us on their podcast uh ricardo and the gang over there do a great job and you can find them on itunes or on their website just the list music podcast check them out uh they're good peoples and they they do good work so thanks again for listening and we will uh see you next time